Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of The Adrian Ross Show on the BMG Network. That's the bmgnetwork.com. And uh, perhaps you are listening at the BMG Network or you're on YouTube on the BMG Network's YouTube channel. Either way, I am very grateful that you are tuned in for this bonus episode. So why am I coming to you today? I'm coming to you today because I've been wanting to talk about an issue that has been at the forefront of our nation, and that is the issue of our children and education. I already wanted to address this, but then the election in Virginia makes me want to address it even more. Now, many of you know, I am a former teacher. I taught in New York, in upstate New York, for nearly 18 years. I taught seventh grade English, language arts, seventh grade English. So I know a little something about education and working with parents and obviously working with other teachers and a school board and and all the things that come with education, which is an absolutely important profession. Let's talk about what is going on. Apparently, there are teachers and school boards, etc., who think that they own people's children. And that's really what I have been wanting to talk about. Because my experience as a teacher is completely different from what some people seem to be thinking right now. As I taught, it was always the mindset that the parents own their kids. You know, I mean, one of the, one of the jokes that, that I, well, it wasn't, it's not even a joke, actually. One of the things, although it's kind of funny, one of the things that I heard that I was taught as a student teacher, when I did my student teacher all those years ago, I was told by the cooperating teacher of the high school where I was doing the student teaching, she said, Adrian, let me give you this advice. She said, the school is run by two categories of people. One, the secretaries, and two, the custodians. And it kind of sounds like it's, it's funny because you think, really? The secretaries and the custodians run the school, but you know what? Every teacher can tell you that's not very far from the truth. You know, so her point to me was you always want to have a good relationship with those people. And it's so, so true. They are so vital to education. But in all seriousness, the truth of the matter is that as teachers, you, you are well aware of the fact that parents are parents and you, you are given the message that you, you respect parents, you listen to parents, you honor parents that, you know, parents have a right to speak up, speak out, show up, and even show out when it comes to their kids. Now, as a teacher, of course, I know, and I don't know if this is not popular or whatever, but the truth is, I know that parents are not always right. Parents were not always right. But my mindset had to be, these are their kids. And so I have to listen and respect what they have to say. Even if I think that they're not right, whatever that means, about everything. But now in our nation, we're, 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 hearing, we're hearing parents being referred to as domestic terrorists, as we know. And parents 
not having it, not happy with it at all and should not be being referred to as domestic terrorists because they're showing up at school board meetings because they have an issue with some of the things going on in the classroom and things that are very, very concerning. And so the National School Boards Association sends this letter comparing parental behavior at these meetings to domestic terrorism, not going over well. Okay. So now we have the situation where the Virginia election, which Terry McAuliffe running again for governor, put his foot in his mouth and basically said to parents, sit down, shut up. We'll take over your kids. You've got nothing to say regarding your child's education. And people predicted even then this is going to backfire. And it did. Okay. So congratulations to Glenn Youngkin for winning the election. So what in the world makes someone basically say, parents, you don't know what you're talking about. You just sit down and shut up. We'll take over from here. I'm telling you what, what this is. It's just more of the same. See what's happening right now in our culture is that you've got these people who think they're, you know, all that. They, they, they think that they are in control. They're mandating everything as if they control our, our decisions, our bodies, our, our livelihood. And some folk done lost their ever loving minds. And so now it's only, I mean, I mean, it just stands to reason that the next step was not just trying to control adults, but now we're trying, we're, we're trying to control kids and you just sit down and shut up because we know what's best for you. So it's just a continuation of this, whatever's going on in, in, in education and people are not going to have it when it comes to their kids. Now you always have those people, unfortunately, who think that the powers that be know what's best and they're willing to just say yes to everything. But I have to believe that that is the exception. I have to believe that parents are going to say, you know what? You are off your rocker. This is my child. Yes. I'm sending my child to the public school for you to teach. But if you think that I don't have something to say about what goes on when my child enters those hallways, you have, you, you, you've lost it. You have absolutely lost it. And so Virginia, I think is, you know, represented that mindset that this is not happening. We care about our kids and, and you, Mr. McAuliffe, you need to wake up to reality. Okay. And I, and I just, I, I pray that, that, that more of these radical ideas that people are embracing because they think they're the boss, you know, you're not the boss of me. You heard of that, but they think they are. And I pray that people, more and more people wake up and say, you know what, this radical leftist Biden, whoever agenda it's, it's, it's not going to work. Not where my kids are concerned. I hope that that's what they're, what they're saying, you know? Now, when I was growing up, let me just tell you something. When I was growing up, my aunt Mary helped raise me. And one of the things she would say, she would say, the teacher is always right. And that was what she would tell me. That was what she told my sister. The teacher's always right. And then she would say, the teacher has the red pen. 
the teacher has the red pen. I don't know if you've ever heard that expression before, because, you know, <laughs> in recent years, you couldn't even use a red pen anymore because that was, oh, my goodness. If you use a red pen, you are stabbing kids self-confidence. So when I started teaching, there was a whole thing. No red pen. It messes with their self-confidence and their self-esteem and all that nonsense. But anyway, the teacher has the red pen is what my aunt used to say when I was growing up. The teacher is always right. And I knew even as a child that the teacher was not always right. Teachers, <laughs> I was one for nearly 18 years. We are often wrong. And there were times when I've had to apologize to my students because I was wrong. But that was what I was taught. And my aunt would say, listen, you do you go to that school. You do what you're told to do. OK, the teacher's right as far as you're concerned. And once you get that piece of paper in your hand saying that you've got your degree, then you can go back and tell that teacher where to go. But for now, the teacher is always right. Again, the teacher's not always right. Did my aunt really believe that the teacher was always right? Did my aunt believe that she should take a back seat like people are telling parents to do today? Guardians to do today? No, I, I, I know my aunt didn't believe that. But that was the message she sent us. Why? Because she was saying, you know what? As far as you are concerned, when you go in there as a child, you be respectful. You do what you're supposed to do. But what she was also saying, <laughs> and I can assure you of this, was that she, as the adult, as the parent, the guardian, she would handle whatever needed to be handled within that school. And nobody was going to tell her to sit down and shut up, not with the kids she was raising. So she was training us to be respectful and to understand that teachers have a certain authority, but let her deal with it and deal with it she would. I still remember the time, this is a wild story and it might seem a little bit off, but I think you'll get my point. I still remember the time my aunt went to a parent teachers conference. My sister and I did not go with her. But she went, we sure heard about it. The teacher told my aunt that my sister refused to take off her coat in school. She didn't just stop there because we, we, for whatever reason, I don't know why we just kids. We just love to wear a coat. When we're not supposed to wear one. Even as a teacher, many, many years later from when we were kids, it was, it's the same thing. You know, you got to fight with kids, take off your coat. You can't have a coat, take off the jacket. And they just don't want to do it. I don't know why. But anyway, this was even back then. Okay. She told my aunt, she doesn't like to take off her coat. I tell her to take off her coat. She refuses to do what I tell her to do. She wants to keep the coat on. Now she could have been fine if she had stopped right there. She then said, you would think her clothes weren't clean. You would think she was trying to hide dirty clothes. And that was all it took. Apparently, my aunt, my Aunt Mary, who was close to six feet tall and intimidating, even with her mouth closed, opened her mouth and let that teacher have it. What do you mean my child's clothes are not clean? What do you mean she acts like her clothes are dirty? I take care of my, ch you know, she went off because of course <laughs> our clothes were clean. Amiri was absolutely meticulous. But the teacher decided that she was going to throw that in there and somehow thought that that was okay. And my aunt flipped on this woman. And I'm telling you, I heard it was ugly. <laughs> 
as it should be. So why do I share that story? Because it's really, really not quite what we're talking about. But it's my point that my aunt wasn't saying, you know what, the teacher is really always right. My aunt was, my aunt was saying, listen, when there's something to be dealt with as a parent, I will deal with it. And nobody, even in a public setting like parent-teachers conference, nobody is going to have the authority over me when it comes to my child. So she was just teaching us how to behave. But the adults, the adults own their own kids. And the adults are not going to take a back seat. And I think people are going to wake up, at least in Virginia, and understand that that's not happening. Somebody could have said that my aunts, and I'm sure somebody would in today's day and age, that she was out of line, that she was aggressive, that she was a domestic terrorist type person. No, she was the parent. And again, as a teacher, I did, I've taught for 18 years. I taught for 18 years until just a few years ago. And I know teachers who give everything they have to their kids. Most teachers love their kids and work really, really hard. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say that they don't. But I am saying that those who've got it twisted or school boards who want to shut parents up and, and curse them out, and think that they don't have any say in what goes on with their children are going to find themselves in a bad situation. And maybe this is just what we needed. Maybe what was said about domestic terrorism, maybe what was said by, by Terry McAuliffe about parents, basically, you know, you just stay, stay in your lane. Maybe that's exactly what we need because they're, they are coming for the kids, whether we're talking about school or these mandates trying to shoot them up, jab them up with the vaccine. And, and, and listen, they want to own the this, this big government mindset, this tyrannical age that we seem to be living in, particularly with this administration, they want to take over. And it's time for people to stand up and send a message nonviolently, lest I be misunderstood, nonviolently, but forcefully. But forcefully and thankfully, some polls demonstrated some good stuff, some good stuff. So this is why I did this particular bonus. It was I planned to do this even uh, to speak on this even before this election. But this just kind of brings it all together. But ultimately speaking, God bless our kids and God bless parents who are standing up and saying, these are my kids, and you better recognize. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this bonus episode of The Adrian Ross Show. Please be sure to go to the BMG Network at thebmgnetwork.com so that you can listen to other podcasts with insightful, engaging, informative, and entertaining content. And if you enjoy The Adrian Ross Show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you may leave a review and give a rating and a review. It would be much appreciated. I'll catch you next time. God bless you abundantly. 
The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.